It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back. Final segment of Inside Sources on a Friday. Great to be with you. As always, I am Boyd Matheson. We're still broadcasting live from the Michael O. Levitt Center for Politics and Public Service on the campus of Southern Utah University. And we are working our way towards 6 p.m. tonight where I will be moderating the second congressional debate. And, of course, that will be a debate between Cassie Easley, who's the Constitution Party candidate, Nick Mitchell from the Democratic Party, and incumbent representative Chris Stewart from the Republicans. And we will all be on the debate stage, hopefully having an elevated conversation with dignity uh, and big ideas and different ideas, because that's the, the real key to getting to the best solutions. Uh, I still firmly believe that America is at its best when we are a country of big ideas, bold, audacious debate, passionate debate, and respectful debate, debate uh, where we can value the differences in each other. And obviously that's been a challenge. Uh, If you've been looking at the uh, Dignity Index, again, that's not a score for speech police. It's not a score about kumbaya moments or group hugs or milk toast ideas. Uh, It's how we treat those that we disagree with. And I think that tells us more about ourselves than anything else. And while we've been scoring the politicians in terms of how they're speaking, it really is a mirror for us to look at ourselves and ask, how am I speaking? What am I putting out on my social media feeds? What am I doing in a conversation with a neighbor, a friend, a colleague at work uh, that might have a different point of view on a problem? And guess what? This applies just as much in our homes and families as it does anywhere else. And here's one of the interesting things. Uh, you know I'm always looking for ideas and perspective, historical perspective, in terms of how do we do this different and better. Uh, I saw a piece today by Bill Bishop uh, talking about a really interesting study from 1950. From 1950, uh, they brought together two very similar groups of 11- and 12-year-old boys uh, to the Oklahoma's Robber Cave State Park, 1954. And the intention was to study how hostilities arise between groups. And so they had these two groups of boys. They arrived on separate buses. They camped in different areas. One group was called the Eagles. The other was the Rattlers. And when the groups met, they fell into conflict. Not surprisingly. First, it was verbal sparring. Then it was physical confrontation. They were two distinct groups, isolated from one another, uh, and the divisiveness just continued to escalate. Then they shifted the experiment. Uh, And this is the the real lesson. Uh, He didn't bring the the boys together around the campfire to, to just say, hey, we need to play nice. That wasn't it. In fact, that wasn't the answer. It doesn't it doesn't change anything. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. 
that's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. What uh, the researcher did instead of just saying, hey, can't we just get along? Can't we get together? The researchers gave the group a problem to be solved. And the researchers had jammed the camp's water supply. So if the boys wanted to have water, they were going to have to work together to fix the jam. And so they did. The boys started to collaborate on several of those problems. As that took place, the hostilities subsided. They stopped calling each other names. They stopped being so focused on the division and the separation. They started to come together. Interestingly, they did solve the problem. And they even asked if they could ride home together on the same bus rather than on different buses because they had come together to solve the problem. Uh, And often that's what we need to do. I think if we could spend more time with our members of the House and the Senate in Washington, D.C., on the floor together solving problems, it would be a very different conversation. Now, would it be kumbaya and group hug? I don't think so. I wouldn't expect so. I wouldn't even hope so. But what I would hope is that in the context of here is a problem to be solved, you can have a very different kind of discussion. But if all you're doing is playing a game of who's in power and who gets to be in control, then of course we're going to have conversations that are filled with contempt rather than dignity, rather than elevated thinking, rather than principles, policies, outcomes, results, and accountability. And those are the things that we should all be hoping for, that we all should be striving for. That when we come together to solve a problem, it's way more effective than anyone saying, well, you just need to get along, or we just need to stop being so divided as a nation. But if you look at where we are as a nation, we have self-segregated. We have divided. We do join clubs and churches and groups and political parties. And then we yell across the breach at each other as to who should be in power, who's smarter, who's better. So instead, what if we shifted it a little bit and we put the problems of the country and the people on the other side and we line up our elected officials on the same side and now we're all focused not on spewing things at each other, but we're all focused on how do we solve that problem. And I think what we would find not surprisingly, is there might be a little piece of that solution found by something a Republican might put forward, and some of the solution might be found in something that comes from someone in the Democratic Party, and someone, some of it might come from a libertarian, some of it might come from an independent. And amazingly, if we put all of those pieces together, we can actually put the pieces together and solve the problem. And in the process, we would change the language, and we would change the way that we have conversations with each other. So there is a way to get past contempt. There is a way to get to dignity. And it's actually a better way to get to solutions that will meet the needs of all the people. But it's up to we the people to make that a a reality. Remember, it's community and culture that lead. The politicians will follow. It's time to lead, my friends. That wraps it up for Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. 
And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that'll make a difference. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.